0: Listener of the Open Road podcast, you may have noticed that this episode is coming to you a little bit late. You may also notice that Calvin isn't on the line; it's just Jeremy here. Um, some some uh, some things got in the way of our regular scheduled, regularly scheduled programming this week, so it's just me to do a quick little intro here. This is your first time listening to the show. We're here to help you find more adventure in the everyday, and we do that by chatting about stories of adventure, uh, sharing tips, and really just keeping it top of mind in your life through this podcast. Um, Last week, we chatted with Jay Siemens about fishing and media and getting out there and doing stuff, and he was away in Texas all week trying to catch a massive bass. A bass over 10 pounds was the goal of the trip. Um, if you were following him this past week, uh, you probably know how this story ends. However, I thought it would be cool to do a really quick catch-up with Jay just to see how his trip went. So if you hate fishing, sorry. Um, however, still listen to this conversation because there's some really good um, really good tips and tricks on how to add more adventure to your everyday. So I, I think I'll just leave it at that. Hopefully next week we'll be back with our regularly scheduled programming. I don't know why I'm having such a hard time saying that. Uh, but for now, here's a quick update with our new friend Jay Siemens. All right, we're back for a quick little update with Jay Siemens. Jay was on the podcast last week, and uh, if you were following along, which hopefully you were, because we were posting all about him, uh, he was down in Texas uh, fishing for some for some big fish. Jay, you're back from your
1: trip. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling tanned. I. I am missing being in a boat. I got pretty spoiled. The whole shorts and flip flop deal is nice, but yeah. uh, you know I can't can't do that all the time. So
0: now you were so we're just doing a quick little update uh, in this intro. I chatted a little bit about a strange week on the podcast and blah blah blah. But
1: you were just slinging fish all week. We got it, it was ridiculous. So I mean, our goal for the trip was to catch a 10 pound largemouth bass, and Texas is one of your best places to do that. And why so is we that? drove. Uh, just the growing season. It's just, you know, it's warm all the time there. They don't have to be under the ice and it's just the right habitat. Like California, Texas, Florida have the biggest bass and Mexico too. Um, but yeah, so we went to, uh, we had a couple different lakes. The first lake we went to was uh, on a buddy's ranch. It's a, it's a private lake, so it doesn't get much fishing pressure. Uh. So we go out there and my, my biggest bass ever at this point was, uh, six pounds and 15 ounces. So just under Just under seven pounds. We're like, okay, we got there late afternoon. We drove through the night, 24 hour drive. We get there, like, okay, well, we'll fish for the afternoon. We were just itching to get out on the water. We get out there and ten minutes into fishing, we had the GoPros rolling because we're like, well, we'll film anyways. Who knows? Maybe maybe make a little vlog. And first fish I hook is my biggest bass ever. It's eight, (laughs) eight pounds, eleven ounces. First fish of the trip, like monster.
0: So I'm, I'm like right
1: there. I'm like, my trip is made. And uh, we fished that lake for a couple days, had great success. My buddy Spencer caught his his biggest bass ever up until that point. He caught a, uh, a seven-something pounder. Yeah. So that was really good, too. So I like, go, okay, that lake was great, but I don't think we have 10-pounder potential. In that so, lake. Yeah. So then we moved to Lake Fork. Giant lake, public lake, tons of boats. Like, there are probably 60 boat launches on the lake. Really? Like, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. So it's it's a big... Uh, reservoir and um first day we caught a couple fish kind of had some decent vibes went back to that same spot the next day and my buddy spencer hooks his fish thought he was snagged at first thought he was hooked on a log really? all of a sudden it starts swimming and we're like oh boy <laughs> and it comes up beside the boat we net it we're like okay this this might be the fish so we put it on the scales and we're like losing our minds at this point it's all on film we're i'll, I'll post something yet but yeah, yeah, yeah. losing our minds we put it on the scale and it wasn't that much longer but it was just so fat, like it yeah. literally looked like a football. It was just <laughs> bursting at the seams, and that's what you need. That's why we went in February because this is when they're uh, pre-spawn, so full of eggs and about oh, to lay. Okay. So this is this is why it's the easiest time to catch a ten pounder. Your best chance. So we put on the scale. It's uh, ten pounds, eleven ounces, and we just like wow. lose our minds. Like Kate, hey, trip's made. That's we're, it. We're good. Like yeah. So we caught that fish. Took pictures, released her. You know, we got the memory of that. And, and you um, want
0: those eggs back in the system, yeah?
1: Yeah, exactly. They uh, Texas actually has a pretty interesting program um, for fish 13 pounds and over. And what they do, if you catch a bass that's 13 pounds or over, and there's maybe caught, there, there's maybe 10 or 20 a year. Yeah, No, maybe in all of Texas. But anyways, if you catch one of these fish, you keep it alive, you bring it in to a to a share Lunker station, it's called. They'll keep that fish alive, bring it to their holding tanks, and they'll take the eggs and the spawn from that fish and they'll like they have a hatchery and yep. they'll start and they'll start breeding fish off of these genetics of 10 pounders oh, or 13 wow. pounders and then they release that fish so the fish never dies but they're just like they're just creating this super breed of monster bass <laughs> because it's like they're breeding 13 pounders with 15 pounders and 15 pounders 18 pounders and oh my gosh but, and at that I point
0: know. are these fish like healthy?
1: uh decently like when a fish gets that big they're just like old it's just like a really old person it's like there's a chance it dies when you're fighting it right because it's just ancient right but uh no that was amazing and then so we decided that okay we'd had enough bass fishing and we were gonna stop uh at lake michigan on the way home yeah we're gonna go to uh we have a buddy who guides in milwaukee we're like okay we're gonna go fishing for brown trout yeah milwaukee is like one of the best places in the world for the brown for brown trout and, like, a big brown trout in most places is three or four pounds. Milwaukee, you have a chance of catching a 20-pounder. Really? A 20-pound brown trout is is the equivalent of a 10-pound lurgy. Right. So we're like, okay, that's our next goal. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> so I'll, I'll keep this quick. But our buddy brings us out there, and um, our second day of fishing, I hook this fish, and we see it, and it's just under the surface, and we're fighting it for, like, five minutes. It is by far the biggest brown trout I've ever hooked. It was wow. it was a 20-pounder. Wow. Like, we had it on the line. My buddy pulls out his phone. We're doing like Facebook Live and stuff. Everybody in the boat is just losing their mind. <laughs> it's like the most energy ever. And the fish is just like like a shark under the surface out there. For whatever reason, it's just waking under the surface while I'm fighting it. We're like, okay, well, we'll drive the boat closer and try to scoop him because he's yeah, just yeah, sitting. Yeah. And it's Lake Michigan, like three foot swells. We get right up to it. just about. My buddy's standing at the nose with the net. The fish takes one more dive. Head shake, head shake. Hook pops out. No. And I'm just like oh, I was just like I felt like throwing up. It was yeah, 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 yeah. In all my fishing, it was one of the most disgusting moments of my fishing <laughs> career because it was like our trip was made, but that would have just put it on a whole nother level. But you know,
0: it's this like this classic like heartbreak and like it sets the stage for the next time you got him hooked.
1: Ah, that's that's why we do it, right? It's if we caught him every time it would be not a challenge and you know uh but it's gonna haunt me for a while like it's it's (laughs) just to think about to just bring up this memory but it was uh
0: have you had any dreams about it
1: no no (laughs) dreams yet i've tried to keep myself busy so i haven't thought about it but (laughs) i had to bring it up once in a while but just just watching the video is painful everyone's energy is so high and you can just feel everybody just crumple up and it was just like we had music playing in the boat beforehand like after that, there wasn't music for the next half hour and everyone's quiet. And I'm just
0: like, well, and you're probably kind of, uh, you're probably kind of like, of course I'm going to bring this thing in. This has been the best trip ever. We caught a yeah. 10 pound bass. We caught a 10 pound bass. This is yeah. like
1: everything is going our way. Exactly. A- and the thing is, once that fish is hooked for like five minutes, it's yeah. like, okay, well, he's he's got it decently. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, you know, there's so many variables and, you know, those head shakes. Those dirty head shakes beside the boat. And, you know he didn't he doesn't they're fighting for their lives and we're just fighting for fun right so
0: yeah for sure well one thing that um calvin and i chatted a little bit about last week was how you know for people who aren't super super fans of uh fishing that might not be you know the episode for them and now here we are like still talking Talking about fishing in more depth however i think the i i you know in in all the people that we've talked to over this podcast you know there's a few things that about adventure that i found really true following your last week i mean you got some friends together you i I really like the idea of setting some kind of goal or having some sort of objective or reason to do something and you're like we want to catch the 10 pound bass it sets the stage for things to be epic no matter what either the story of trying to get there or that like crowning accomplishment and then, you know, from there you had a ton of spontaneous stuff happen along the way where, you know, you called up your buddy and, you know, yeah. we're like, oh, now let's have a secondary goal since we did the first yeah. one. Um, so I really just like this idea of adventure and I hope that people can really think that, oh, yeah, let's, you know, this is a good template and, you know, fill in your hobby here or your desired thing here yeah. and just follow the same thing. But when when if you think about that kind of like – narrative of adventure and how to have a good one any other things that you learned on this trip that were like or like cool moments or anything like that
1: um i almost died oh yeah honestly good. yeah so well yeah we but... well, it, it, it kind of shook me up i'm still a little rattled by it but we were driving uh, to milwaukee and it was we'd been driving from texas all day and um 2 in the morning i'm getting a little sleepy and we're on the interstate, so it's four lanes going the other way, four lanes going our direction, and then yep. a, a cement median in the middle. Yeah. And I'm like just grinding to get that last half hour done and get to my buddy's place. And all of a sudden I see, all of a sudden I see headlights. And I'm kind of confused. But I'm it's so far away, I'm not thinking much of it. All of a sudden these lights are closer. There's a vehicle in my lane coming towards me. Whoa. So it's it's one-way traffic, and there's a vehicle coming towards me, and I'm like, What's going on? Am I dreaming? Did I fall asleep?
0: This is not good. As the
1: vehicle keeps coming closer, I'm like, this guy's trying to kill himself. I'm like, I, I didn't know what was happening, right? So I swerved to the right. He swerves to the left. And my buddy just wakes up in a split second. He's like, what happened? I'm like, we almost had a head-on collision. Wow. And right there, I was like, I was driving 50 in a 70 because the roads were bad to start off with. So yeah. right there, I got lucky. And secondly, like, if I would have been on my phone... I'm pretty sure that would have been an accident yeah. like and it just shows you it's like I mean I, I'm guilty I've texted and do text when I drive more than I should and it you can think you're in the good it's three in the morning there's no traffic yeah. and you're driving on the interstate and it's all the same direction right it's like man if I would have been on my phone look up there's a vehicle in my lane it would have been so
0: this guy was on the wrong side of the highway
1: he must have been on some serious drugs or getting chased by the cops or drunk or something but We called nine one one right away, and there was cops ripping the other way, like chasing them down. So I don't know if it was a chase, but it was like people knew. And we called nine one one; they weren't surprised to hear of a vehicle going the wrong way. So other people had called too. So I I guess I learned like things happen so fast, and I mean,
0: and like you had to swerve to miss this guy.
1: Yeah, he. We both swerved. We both turned right and missed. But I don't know how close it was. But it's just like, yeah, I mean. It shouldn't take that close of a call to to not text and drive, but everybody does. Like I'm not everybody, but I know a lot of people do it. And it's like, would that really be worth it? Like, well, I and, shouldn't need a wake up call like that. It shouldn't take yeah, that for me,
0: to, Yeah, you know? that's a really good point. I have a a way lesser example of that from from my week this week. It's this idea that like pride comes before the fall in many ways, right? Oh, you know, I don't actually text that much or. I'm just changing the music, or I'm just sending one quick text at a red light, or, or we all have this sense that you know it's never going to happen to us. Uh, yeah. One thing that I have always done for the past like five years, or I guess it's something I've never done, is put a case on my phone. And I'm like, look, I'm not. I don't drop my phone. I'm no. never gonna crack my screen. Yeah. Oh yeah. This week, I'm getting out of the car, go to put my phone in my pocket, wearing a different uh, jacket slash vest, and it doesn't yeah. have as deep pockets. Just falls out on the on the Ooh. road. It's not a bad crack. It's not on the screen. It's just this little in the corner. However, ah, I'm gonna, sucks though. I'm gonna leave it there as a reminder that pride <laughs> comes before the fall, and that it could happen to you. And yeah. I think the texting and driving example is much better and much more um Important in this day and age, as technology just takes over more and more, but uh, I think any good adventure brings you brings you a, a close brush with death just to show you that fine meaning in life, fine purpose because you never know when it's going to be snatched away, which is kind of morbid but kind of true, you know we all know yeah it tragedy can tragedy happens so
1: happens fast, live, live your life, do what you want to do. don't waste your time doing stuff you don't want to do right because it can it can happen fast so. But you can also help yourself by not being an idiot and texting and driving. So,
0: yep. Well, that's good, Jay. That's a great adventure. It's a great little life lesson at the end there. Um, thanks for this for hopping on Skype again, quick with us uh, for this quick little update uh, to be a little bit of a, a change in our normal uh, scheduled programming.
1: Hey, no problem. Thank you. Yeah, I'll. That, uh, we'll, we'll chat again once I catch that fifteen pounder.
0: Yeah, that'll be fantastic. Thanks, Jay. Have
1: a good one.